Hello! I'm Lee, and I'm in charge of attempting to corral this herd of tomcats that we call the pop gaze. Tonight, I am joined by Graham, by Jason, by Paul, by Peter, and Reese. Say hello. 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 Hey, Huns. Marvellous. Welcome, Huns. So, this evening, we're going to be playing tracks from our all-time favourite queer and LGBTQIA plus artists and allies. Some are going to have you throwing shapes around your living room because they're so boptastic, and others will have you reaching for a tissue. No, not in that way, but because they are so totes emotion. Each pop gay has chosen two tracks from LGBTQIA artists and alloys. Alloys! Allies! That means something to them. They will tell us a little bit about each of them before we play them. So, without further ado, let's go over to our first pop gay of the evening. He's here, he's queer, and we're ready to hear. He's the first of our Scottish pop gays, a wee twinkle in his eye and a fresh fade beneath his kilt. It's Jason! <laughs> Thank you, Lee. Thank you, Lee. Yes, it's, I think everyone today is a bit sweaty below their kilt, but here we go. Oh, it's important to, to air those areas. It certainly is. It certainly is. And I would definitely say I am a true Scotsman, if it's ever been asked. Oh, wow. So tell us about your first LGBTQIA plus track. Okay, so the first... My first choice is a solo singer who has been a staple in the gay club dance scene since the early 80s. I think at one point we should not call the Queen of High Energy or something kind of like that. So the, the track I've chosen was first released back in 1983. So at that point I was probably just 11. So but it only reached number 76 in the UK singles chart, which I thought was a bit of a crime. But... It hit number eight in the US dance chart, so they actually re-released it back in the UK in 1984. But it finally topped, or got into the top ten, and it reached number six. And I definitely do have fond memories of dancing around my living room to this one. So the track I'm going to introduce is Searching, I Gotta Find a Man by Hazel Dean. I'm looking for someone to share my life, I better move on down the line. That is a proper high-energy bop, is it not? It is a complete and utter staple. It doesn't matter where you go in any disco club around the UK, you're always going to hear that one played. It's such a great track. It's very, very sound of 80s gay clubbing, isn't it? It is, it is. And, it, and it's, if you can imagine me, as I said, at the age of 11, kind of dancing around my living room in front of the TV, which was on top of the pops, my parents never knew a thing. Never. They didn't suspect a thing. For a minute then, I thought you were going to say, if you can imagine me as an 11-year-old gay dancing in the clubs of, of Edinburgh, <laughs> um, then we would have had to have a conversation. Um, Hazel Dean has retired from performing. She's still she's still with us, as in on yes, this plane. Yes, she is, on this plane. Um, and but she she has retired from performing live because she was like a pride stalwart for decades, wasn't she? She was. She 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 definitely appeared in quite a lot of the the pride festivals all around about the UK. But she's still releasing records now. Mm. Uh, I th she was. I think she had a track out last year that I think got into the top twenty vocal charts in Switzerland. So she's oh, still wow. she's still doing well across Europe. Mm. Is she like a self-professed? Queen of high energy. You know, like how you know people gave um Kylie Princess a pop yes. and stuff. Did people give her the Queen of High Energy or did did she just kind of like give herself that title? <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna truly answer that one. I think it was given to her. I mean, because I love it. I love yeah. the song and I do love it. It's very high energy, so I am not gonna take that away from you, Hazel Dean. I don't think that that would even be possible. 
I think somebody said it once and she's taking it on board. I think it's part of her bio in her social media as well. So, you know, good for, good for Hazel. And also she is, she is, she is a lesbian. So, um, she's part got, of the family. She's part of the family. She's so, family. So thanks for getting us off to a marvelous high energy start. Tell us about your second choice, please, Jason. Okay, so my second choice for LGBTQIA artist is a pop group who also started out in the early 1980s. The first two tracks, the first one, The Lion Sleeps Tonight, and their second hit was Fantasy Island. Both of them topped the UK charts at number one and number five, respectively. It didn't quite go as planned after the third single was released. So they kind of disbanded, but the group themselves got back together Initially, just the female vocalist in 2008, and then the male vocalist rejoined back in 2010. So the rest I can say is definitely legacy chart history. So I'm actually excited to introduce the next track, which was originally released back in December 2021, which is Fallout by Tightfit. Can I just say, I like it when you say they topped the charts. I don't know why. It just makes me giggle. I think top the charts and tight fit go quite well together. <laughs> they do. They do go well together. I don't think I know that song. It's absolute. It is, it, it's a... What a bop. It is a total, total bop. Um, the, and I think in the last probably three years, I think they've released maybe three new tracks, mm. the new tracks. So the, this one was released in December 21. I, and it was, I think it was co-written and produced by Matt Pop. Mm. So there's some absolutely fantastic remixes uh, available of this one. So I remember Fantasy Island because mm -hmm. it proper reminded me of like, you know, Buck's Fears, mm. that kind of like Land of Make Believe type of, you know what I mean? It was Buck's yes. a little bit more beat. So I remember that one, but is it still the original lineup? Do you know, yes. like um, sometimes, you know, like the Venga Boys and all necessarily the Venga Boys anymore. The Venga Girls are the Venga Girls, but I think the Venga Boys have changed it up. But is it all the original lineup? It is the original lineup. Yes. Isn't one of the ladies married to Pete Waterman? I believe she was married to Pete Waterman, yes. Yes, that would be Denise. Denise Waterman. Yes. <laughs> and the lead singer, The Gentleman, he's yes. also family as well. He certainly is. He is a member of the family. And what do you call it? Is, I would probably say he's looking quite fit. He, he's maintained the physique um, into his 80s, which we can all hope for. <laughs> at some point since the 80s uh, yeah since the, since 80s, the 80s into his 80s um yes. I, yeah i'm liking those choices you've you've kicked off our lgbtqia special with some good good old bangers there thank you very much jason thanks lee thanks lee okie dokie let's go over to our next pop gay of a certain age he's our very own twinkle toed food loving padam padam bear it's Paul. Oh, I'm so glad you said I love food. Because <laughs> I really do. It's a little known fact about you, isn't it? It's a little known fact that I, well, it's just one of my favourite pastimes, really. And I, I genuinely feel sad for people that don't like food. Because they are, there are those people that exist. So my heart goes out to you. I will have your food for you. Not a problem. Yeah. Send it to you in a Tupperware dump. <laughs> in a past. And you'll have it. So, tell us about your first LGBTQIA plus choice. So, I'm not going to lie. I think I struggled a little bit with this because, like, isn't everyone gay now? Like, the whole entire world is just gay. And rightly well, so, they should be because we not, run the world. Not everyone. Oh. 
But Beyonce Bo- is the world gays. Bojo's not gay, and we don't want him. Oh, no. We, straight people, you can keep him. And you probably don't even want him, but whatever. We ain't taking him. We don't want him. No, thank you. Um, so... Um, and I know I should probably give you like loads of facts and figures, but let's be honest, that's never really been my thing, is it? Because that's a bit too much like school. So I'm just going to tell you that I absolutely love the first group that I thought of because I was like dead excited when I was kind of like rediscovering them again, I suppose, really, because the lead singer has just released his own first kind of like big solo. Well, it, it's done really well from, I've just said first, it might not be, but his solo album. And I was thinking, I remember like absolutely falling in love with this group when they first came out because the vocals for the first single they did was really really haunting but i haven't picked that song but you'll know which one i mean um so i've gone with the scissor sisters and i've gone with laura I think I know why you like this as a sister's part. I mean, you might think you know, and I think you would be correct. <laughs> would it? Would it? Would it be because you've got a you're stalking baby daddy on um, social so, media? I cannot <laughs> even tell you. I think the first time that I ever clapped eyes on him, that was it. I just knew. You know, when you just know. I knew I was gay, but I didn't realize like, oh my god, how gay I am for baby daddy. So. <laughs> He right. just captured my art completely. Those, those pictures of Louise came down off the wall, and <laughs> pictures of Baby Daddy went straight back went up. Straight back up. Totally. I mean, the Scissor Sisters were an amazing group. They were an amazing queer group. And um, they're, officially, they're on hiatus. Yeah, and I mean, I think I think actually only I don't actually know really fully whether animatronic. Is she bisexual? I could just be completely making that up, but I just felt like she's, if she's not, she's very much an ally for, mm. the, for the gays. I think the drummer was straight. Yeah. But then, like. Del Marquis, J- who was the bass player. Yes. Um, Baby Daddy and, and Jake, she is her all mm. family. And I just liked that they kind of did genuinely represent, even if they weren't gay, they kind of represented um, different factors of queer people really mm. um but the music themselves i found like especially with the video for laura i thought it was absolutely hilarious because it's just like a, a kind of kind of like this kind of sketch of and it's very bizarre really but it's like this sketch where he starts off in a hairdressers then they end up on a bar and then like right at the end um jake they were like painted as skeletons and they're in like the, a graveyard and there's like an exorcism happening and it's just really random but i think i just absolutely like proper loved the the whole mm. visual aspect of them. They were a very visual band, um, and um, I think Jake's years is on his second solo album. So the one that's currently out now is called Last Man Dancing, and yeah, it's it's good. Been received very well. Um, and I remember, I must admit, I remember at the time one of my best friends had just moved out, like, um, and as one of his the evenings that we were in we just got like a pizza and was like oh i've got the dvd of um scissor sisters live i'm gonna say brighton but it might not be because this was a long time ago and if you've never heard the song it can't come quickly enough it's basically um jake she is and baby daddy's vocals it's really haunting it's so beautiful and so stunning um i i am i implore you to go and listen to it because it is absolutely gorgeous and Jake Shears is on one of my favourite songs of all time, which is You're Gonna Love Me by, is it called? You're Gonna Want Me by Tiga, if you know it. Oh, it's yeah, it. yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Mm, good first choice. Tell us about your second choice, Paul. Um, So, like, for my second choice, I don't know whether you kind of understood how much I actually loved this duo when I picked them for my first <laughs> round. So, just to emphasise... How much I love Erasure. 
I've picked Erasure again. But, but this song is like God tier would make you want to just get up, shake it aggressively or sexually, entirely up to you. And it is, I love to hate your feet. And the love that you sent for me didn't come with any satisfaction guarantee. So I return home to the sender and the note attached will read. Now oh, I love to hate you. 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 Nice. Did that not just want me you all a dance? Yeah, it did. Love yeah, that so did. much. There's no need to be aggressive with us. We're, we're, yeah, we're on your side. It's, it's, yeah. Probably I'd love to hate you. Yeah, the feeling's mutual, hon. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is a proper banger of a track. It's incredible. And like, I mean, I've, I've done it on karaoke. I've performed it for people that didn't even want it. I'm just going to give it to you. <laughs> that song is coming on. <laughs> Be prepared for a show, because I'm going to do it. Do you point at people when you're doing it? Individual people? I, I point at people. I spin at people. I will rock down to that floor at people. <laughs> I'll pay for it day after, but you know. Well, I think the video was very good. It was in a house, wasn't it? And then it starts it... off in a house, and then you want to put like a like a gig. Yeah, and doesn't, doesn't he come flying in on a pair of wings that are lit up and stuff? And It's just, it's just so gay but incredible you know what i mean it's just amazing yes and you know we've got to say andy bell is gay but vince clark is not gay and i wonder if they ever have that conversation where they kind of get ready for a gig and andy bell's pulling on like a glittered cod piece and Vince goes <laughs> i just want to put on a pair of jeans tonight if, but then andy bell will go yeah i will put on a pair of jeans then and they, they have will no rip ass. off <laughs> And then there'll be a big reveal. I just think they've created, they've just, they've just produced so many incredible songs. And vocally, he still sounds amazing. Do you know what I mean? Like, because the range that he's got to have for it as well is, is really quite high. And he still sounds absolutely phenomenal. And I don't Ooh. think I said that word correct at all just then. <laughs> you didn't, but... but we, we weren't going to bring you up on it. it was, but it's fine. It's fine. And, and, he, and Andy Bell's always been. Never has hidden his sexuality, always spoken Proud and, and gone for about it. being a gay man. So we, we applaud that. Thank you very much for those choices, Paul. You are so welcome. So it's time to go over to our next pop gay of a certain age to hear his choices. And he's the second of our Scottish pop gays. His silver daddy vibes set all the twinks' hearts <laughs> aflutter. It's Graham. Hello, everybody. Hello, Pop Gays. Hey. Hello, um, all the twinks out there. <laughs> Hello! The twinks oh. and the twonks and everybody in between. <laughs> Anyways, um, yes, what are we here to talk about? Throw me for the loop. Our LGBTQIA plus choices okay. of tracks. So give us your first one. Okay, so the first track um, I've chosen is from a pop duo. They were uh, listed as the most successful duo in the UK music history in the 1999 Guinness Book of Records. So I don't know whether they've been eclipsed since then, but in 1999, they were proclaimed the most successful duo in UK music history. And I know it's hard to believe that they've had even more success than H and Clare, but yes. Um, <laughs> God bless H and Clare. Anyway, they've won Brit, Brit Awards three times. They've had six Grammys nominations, uh, they've had 42 top 30 singles, 22 have gone top 10, four UK number ones, and it's the Pet Shop Boys. Oh, oh yeah. We could not have a show without the Pet Shop Boys. So we'll have a chat about it, but introduce the track for us. Okay, so the track I have uh, gone for is the lead single from their album, Very, and it's called Can You Forgive Her? And here it is. And it feels like shame Forgive her if 
love it. Yeah, that is a good one. I mean, I think this was the proper coming out album, if I remember rightly. I mean, I think it had been kind of rumoured that they were gay by this point. And I don't know whether they had ever denied it. I don't think they'd ever tried to hide it. I just don't think it had been kind of overt. But by oh. this point, it was overt, shall we say. Did they do that kind of sort of like pop star thing of when there were questions about that sexuality? They went, oh, no, I'd just rather have a cup of tea, which was kind of like code for mm-hmm, raving. Um, what, yeah. having a cup of tea meant that's what you were talking about? Yeah, if you look back in history, when sort of gay pop stars didn't want to talk about their sexuality, they would kind of like say things like, "Oh, I'm not really, I, I'm not really into relationships. I'd just rather have a lovely cup of tea." Will oh, Young was no famous, famously said that on. on... Anyway, there's nothing to do with it's, anything. Oh, sorry, it's, I just. It's like... the new "How's Your Father?" So "How's Your Father?" used to be. We're changing the subject because we don't want to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> so it was for a while. Yeah. It was that. Anyway, so very was like I remember it being a really camp album. The album before it, Behaviour, was a bit kind of miserable and it had been criticised and it was a bit downbeat, but they'd kind of come back and just gone full on camp. Um, and Can You Forgive Her was like the lead single, like I say, and it's the one where it's got a bit of a story to it. It's about a married man who's kind of clearly in the closet and it's almost as if it, like his wife knows more about his sexuality than he does. And the sounds of things she's not the most supportive of it either. Because oh. this is the one that's got that fabulous line where, where uh, they sing, she's made you some kind of laughing stock because you dance to disco and you don't like rock. Yes. And I think that's the same for all of us here tonight. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We'll have that, yeah. We should have that on a t-shirt. What, what, um, what, era was that what were they wearing were they wearing the cone hats at that point yes that's exactly when the, the cone hats made their debut indeed yeah. the videos and everything were all so good in that era it was really strong visually i thought mm. it was all a bit bonkers that's when they started to go really bonkers with their with their outfits and stuff that was indeed very visual, very CGI, if I remember right. Yes, yes. But still kept that kind of pop sensibility, which I think in the sort of later years, they kind of have kind of lost a little bit of that sing-along ability, in my opinion. But, you know. It's just the way they've evolved, though, isn't it? Nice one. Nice, nice thing, that. Yeah, nice instruction, the way they've evolved. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, good choice. Good first choice. So, we're going to say something else, Graham. No, I was just going to say it was just like it just like a really good kind of com- coming out song that kind of marked that moment in time, I think. And it was kind of always a kind of theme that went on with Pet Shop Boys Records for a little while afterwards. Um, and if you remember, they did that song with Kylie called In Denial. And it's yes. the kind of same kind of theme, isn't it? And mm. in that particular song, it's the Kylie's the daughter basically mm. saying to Neil Tennant, basically, come on, Dad, you're gay. You're not really handling it all that well, and it's time to kind of put that drink down and you know and kind of face up to stuff and all just that kind of stuff. Just be gay. Yeah, just be gay, and who cares that kind of stuff? Because after all, everyone's gay in the entire world. Yeah, <laughs> everyone. Um, thank you for your first choice. Tell us about your second choice, please, Graham. Okay, so for my second, for my second act. I just mentioned that I didn't think that the Pet Shop Boys kind of tried to hide their sexuality. But this next artist, I don't know whether they did try to hide it or they did do it deliberately. I think it just kind of made, I just think it just took him quite a while to kind of maybe to admit it to himself and have the courage to kind of tell the world about it. But anyway, I didn't know that this act's real name was Enrique Martin Morales. So there's a clue as to who it is. So, so yeah, uh, widely regarded as the king of Latin pop, it's Ricky Martin, oh. and it's and it's not "Living La Vida Loca," which I've gone for. The song that I've opted for is called "She Bangs," and here it is. Okay, that's a controversial choice, Graham. Why is it controversial? I don't think it's controversial. It's a great choice. Because he wasn't out then. So? No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. In fact, he was still quite 
very hetero sexualing hetero presenting <laughs> should we say yeah hetero presenting is definitely the right way to put it mm. i think absolutely um so that was so yeah so I, I, what i didn't realize was this was from his second english speaking album he'd been recording music since the early 90s since like 1991 i think a lot of um like latino artists have, they've done that though haven't they like because like same with like um i was gonna say uh enrique and stuff like that they do a lot of albums within like the Latino vibe before they kind of break into the kind of like mm. uh, English commercial pop world. Shakira. I believe Shakira, Ricky Shakira. Martin was in a boy band called Menudo, wasn't he? What was he? Gonna say? Yeah, yes. I think it was him. Yeah. Yes, it's a very famous boy band in, in Latin America where they get to a certain age and then they're jettisoned out of it because oh. they're not. They're not <laughs> it is true. It's true. Are you joking? No, it's true. They get to kind of 16 or 17 and then they have to leave. He was yeah. just too old. Oh. They're like the sugar babies, really. They just keep changing the lineup. No, shut up. Are yeah. you joking? No, that's that's that that's you know, they went through many, 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 many incarnations. When once they got to a certain age, they it was the understanding. It didn't look like there was a surprise. They didn't like yeah. wake up one morning and go, Happy birthday, get out. It was like your time has come to an end. Oh no way, sad. I mean, although not sad for Ricky Martin, because I mean, look at him. Well, and, you know. Like, do you know what? She bangs. I think was that was one of his better, uh, more uh, commercial songs that yeah. got radio time and things like that. It, it was it was upbeat. It was kind of sweaty. You know what I mean? It was just sexy. Well, the reason I picked it was um, because obviously it wasn't his biggest hit. Um, it was quite a big hit, I think. Yeah. But it wasn't obviously. It's not the one he's most well known for. But I don't know whether I've ever told you guys this. I'm going to come clean. Oh. That, um, I used to go to a salsa class. <gasps> I know a, a new Paul would a new Paul would love that. Me and, my friend, <laughs> me and my friend Louise would go every Wednesday evening and we'd have a go at salsa dancing. And now, to be honest, neither of us were very good. Um, it's not as, but it's not really. I mean, we weren't going to go and enter competitions, right? It was just, it was just for fun. Um, and this song, the instructors would, the instructors would play it quite a bit, probably because when they were like introducing a new move or whatever, they needed a song that wasn't too slow and wasn't too fast. And this was just exactly the right tempo to be able to do a good salsa dance to, so it wasn't too difficult. So yeah, so you could do a nice mambo move to that and you could get the moves in, but it wasn't like too fast that you would like fall over yourself or whatever. Is but, there any yeah. like video evidence of this happening? Uh, no. Ooh. Thankfully. <laughs> I I can see you in a pair of Cuban heels. Oh, and, and Latin, and, uh, like and leather a, trousers. Yeah, and a sequin bolero. I can see that. Oh, and a vest. Yeah. Yes. That would be one hot salsa, Graham. It really would. Mm. <laughs> I see. As I say, well, it wasn't really all you would imagine it to be. I wasn't all that good, to be honest with you. Never mind. It shall live in our memories as, as something that'll that'll <laughs> that'll encourage us for future times. Um happy now that that, that that um Ricky Martin is now out and proud, he's married, yes. he's got mm. kids. Good for him. Living his best life. And do you know what? If you haven't heard any of his because he, he's still releasing quite a lot, but he does release a lot of um obviously like Latin songs. Some of them are so beautiful. So you should really try and check him out. I will do. Thank you for that. Thank You're you. welcome. Yes, thank you. <laughs> now Let's go over to our next pop gate. He loves a 7-inch and a 12-inch. That's a dance mix, you filthy beasts. It's our resident superstar DJ. It's Peter! Ooh, hello. Thank you very much, Lee. Oh. Um, okay, so the first um, artist... That the first artist that I'm mentioning has written for loads of people in the industry. He's had one of his songs covered by... Kylie Minogue. He's written for Becky Hill. He's written for a couple of X Factor acts and he's worked with MNEK and we've actually spoken to him on the podcast. Um, so to introduce the song, uh, this is Tom Aspel with Listen to Nicole.
a modern choice. It is, yes. And uh, as like, so as I mentioned, we had him on the show. He was a really lovely guy. Um, now this song, he's about. It's about listen to Nicole is about Nicole Scherzinger. So if you see the lyrics, the chorus goes, "Don't you even go there? Listen to Nicole. She's telling me I don't need a man. Let it go, because men like that are poison." And he goes, I won't hold my breath anymore. See what he did there. See what he did there. He's like, he's just name chucking that woman over and over. He did. He quoted her song titles, which is <laughs> good. Yeah. It's just he's just a genius. He's very much a queer artist that has always been a queer artist. He's never sort of marketed himself as anything other than than gay and embraces mm. that and and that's amazing that's kind of that's kind of like the future isn't it you know there's no there's no ricky martin she bang situations there's no george michael no. i want your sex lady um it's i'm who i am and that's amazing and that album was pure pop bangers it was fantastic. He even said to us he wanted to do an album a lot like stuff like Aqua were making and, you know, that Europop style that we've been um, talking about. And, of course, we've got a preview here. We've got an episode about Europop coming up, Eurodance Ooh. coming up later. So there may be a bit more of that coming up soon Ooh. if you stay tuned to the show and tune in Ooh. regularly. And and Tomas Paul, he's, a, he's, he's quite allergic to clothes as well, isn't he? He doesn't like... Like just fall I mean, off his body. I'm not saying that that was part of the attraction, <laughs> but you know, it, it's never a bad thing. <laughs> I think it's really cool that he's um, he writes actively for other artists as well, though. Yeah, you know what I mean. He doesn't just think, "No, all my music is for me." He, he, you know, like he works with other people. I think that's really cool. Although I would imagine if he writes if he writes an awesome song, he's not going to give it to somebody else. He's going to keep it the best for himself. I would imagine. He's written with Little Boots, who he's quite good friends with, Alex Newell, Luna George, loads. There's, there's like, he had a, you know, quite, probably quite a lucrative publishing deal at one Ooh. point. So, yeah, he's written for Louise. Oh. Well, thank you for your first choice and bringing us into this century, um, which is always appreciated. <laughs> always a bonus. Um, always yeah. a bonus. Um, so, <laughs> tell us about your second LGBTQIA plus choice. My second LGBTQ choice is, it's by a transgender artist who has, this is my favourite song of hers, but she's recently blown up since she's become more popular. She's had a, a couple of duets that have become really popular and really sort of on the airwaves now and have been this year. Um, and this particular song is from, like I say, a little bit earlier ago. Um, so to introduce the song, uh, the song is Heart to Break by Kim Petrus. absolute banger love it right it's, it's just, just so yeah, incredible the, the production's brilliant the vocals are brilliant it's a cute song i don't know what yeah, else to say like, about don't it know, the lyrics the lyrics are such a bob easy to sing along to as well like because it's like i think the other day i was literally listening to it from one journey to the next when i was teaching teaching my classes the sun was shining i was kim petrus in my car singing it out loud and i didn't care whatever what i was listening to because they were just going to listen to me as i was singing along to it but it's just such a upbeat proper cute song mm, it's a good one it's a it's it's fantastic and we, we we cannot deny she she is on the she's on the rise isn't she she said the number one with sam smith and mm -hmm. i would i want to say chop shop but i know it's not called that what's this what's their track called Unholy. Unholy. It's nothing to do chop with chop shop. shops. I don't know. Um, oh, that with the body shop there. Body shop. That's <laughs> it. Hey, my word. We can't um, really say much about that song because I don't think it's appropriate. The lyrics are appropriate. Very, very song. Um, I think she's. I think she's got an album due out shortly. Um, she has got a 
I want to call it a second album. The first one was an EP, but yes, um, she she has got an album coming out soon. She's had a song with Nicki Minaj as well called Alone. That's the one that samples Alice DJ. Mm. Yeah, like you say, she's really on the up. It's really nice to see her get her flowers and to see a trans artist become as big as she's becoming as well, you know. Mm, fantastic. She, and she's so talented too. Mm, we love a bit of Kim. Good choices. Thank you. Modern choices. Modern music, people. That's that's what that sounds like. Let's, <laughs> so, so thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Okay, let's go over to our next pop gay. He's made from 80% glitter, 10% chocolate, and 10% raw sexuality. It's me! Uh, it was, there was some scoffing laughter there. <laughs> but what's your favourite chocolate? Is it... Just all chocolate. Yeah. But not chocolate. not chocolate with fruit in. That's not. Because that's just too healthy. What's the point? What's the point? Um, but, you know, anything. Anything like that. Do you so, like a few nuts in your fruit and your <laughs> chocolate? I do enjoy a nut um, from time to time. It has to be said. Um, so, yes. Um, but we're not, here to, we're not here to hear my reviews on chocolate. We're here to hear my, my choices of LGBT. So what is your first artist and song? Okay, so for my first choice, I'm going with a track by The Communards. So for those of, of, of you who are slightly younger than us, The Communards were a British synth pop duo that formed in sort of 1985, and it was Jimmy Somerville and Richard Coles, both out gay men, who were kind of mainly famous for their cover versions of Don't Leave Me This Way, um, which was a number one hit. Um, so Jimmy Somerville was in a, a band called Bronsky Beat before he he joined the Communards. Um, and the song that I'm choosing from them was a top 20 hit in the UK in June 1988. And it's basically a statement that it's not just boys and girls that fall in love with lyrics like, I would like to shout it from the highest mountain to tell the world I found love and what it means to me. But all around there's violence and laws to make me think again. Maybe one day they will understand. A massive queer anthem. So here is my first LGBTQIA choice. There's more to love by the Communards. There is more to love. There is. There is. I don't know that one, you know. It's a proper good, it's a proper anthem of the 80s. And again, they were um, a band that again, did not hide their sexuality. They just did not, you know, they didn't kind of talk about having cups of tea and holding hands with their mums and stuff like that. It was all like, no, we're gay men. And their backup singers, they were gay women. And, and, and still to this day, Jimmy Somerville is a massive advocate for the gay community. He's, he's still active, yeah, and like his voice, I think I saw his voice was really quite distinctive. Mm. Um, I always do remember being confused actually when I was a kid when I watched um, Don't Leave Me This Way because I thought their voices were the opposite voice. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like I was like, oh, this is just a bit different. Are the two, I think, are the two voices on that? Um, it's like a, a duet, really, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Um, uh. There was there was a couple of times on top of the pops where they actually swapped the vocals over. Oh, did they really? Yeah, so because they, they, they kind of mimed a pre-recorded track, they, they actually swapped over. So you actually had her singing his. No way. Yeah. To take the mick out of the fact that pop, top, top of the Pops wasn't live. Precisely. But, yeah, yeah, other bands have done that, yeah. Yeah. He's so cute, though. I think, like, if I ever saw him in the street, I'd just go and give him a hug. I think the restraining order would prevent that. But um, um, Richard Coles is, you might know him now, as the Reverend Richard Coles. Yeah. Um, I didn't know this either until he was on, I think he was on one of them, you know, those game shows, like a celebrity game show. Mm. And I've just always, I don't know why, just thought he was a, a Reverend, which is, you know... Not weird, but like you kind of go, why is there a celebrity reverend? Okay, cool. And then when they were like, oh, he's in the communards, I was like, oh, no way. Mm -hmm. It's called evolving, Paul. <laughs> like a Pokemon. 
<laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. So that is my first choice. My second choice, bringing it slightly more up to date. So my second choice is from a Finnish singer-songwriter called Sara Alto. So she kind of first came to prevalence in 2012 when she came second in the first season of The Voice of Finland. And then in 2016, she was runner-up in the 13th series of The X Factor UK. And then in 2018, she represented Finland in the Eurovision Song Contest. And she got through to the grand final and finished in 25th place, um, which is only 26 in total, isn't there? So... In the final. In the final, yeah. Um, and then in 2019, she was on Dancing on Ice and finished in third place. And Sarah, she she identifies as lesbian and she married her wife in 2016. And the track that I'm choosing from her is one of the singles that was lifted from her 2018 album, Wild Wild Wonderland, which consists of waterfall bangers. It's amazing. Sadly, the single didn't chart in the UK, but it's a totally uplifting anthem. So here is Sarah Alto with Dance. Sara Alto. I love the way that she says her name. So she says it's Sara Alto. But I remember, I remember when she, um, when her audition went on, and you know, like they go, "Where are you from? Who? What's your name?" And she was like, "I'm Sara Alto." I was like, "What a cute way of saying your name." Did she go, "Hello, hello"? <laughs> no, I don't think no, she did. She didn't. No. <laughs> but do you know what? Um, I feel like the UK has kind of like embraced her a little bit because I'm sure she did Manchester Pride one year that I was there, and mm. and the whole place was like on fire for her because mm. she's just high energy good voice really quite positive and i think people just needed that then you know it was like a big mm. surrounding of sara alto love yeah she's it's it, her albums are really good they're really uplifting they're really sort of like power pop and yeah you should should check out her back catalog she's and again an out and proud gay woman married doesn't apologize for being who she is, and that's what we need more in in the world is is, is people like more that. of it, more of it. So those are my choices, really good choices. And now it's time to go over to our next pop gay. He's our very own IT guru gay who has an extraordinary effect on supermarket delivery men. It's Reese. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. IT guru gay, I love yeah. it. IT guru gay, yeah. So, Reese, tell us about your first LGBTQIA plus choice. My first choice is by an absolute legend of an LGBTQ artist who really needs no introduction, and that's George Michael. Oh. Now, the song I'm going to talk about here was George's final single under Sony Music before trying to get out of his contract. And this song was originally set to appear on the Listen Without Prejudice album. Sadly, it was shelved. But instead, the song, alongside two others, was given to a dance project called the Red Hot and Dance Project, which raised money for AIDS awareness. He also donated royalties from those songs to the same charity. And that song is called Too Funky. This this was this was was this af this was after the the incident in the toilet. 
wasn't it? So he'd like... No. Was it not? I think it was before. What? Way before. Outside was the first song after the toilet incident. So was he out at the time that he released this song? Nope. No. Nope. nope. Oh, wow. Oh, gosh, I didn't so know. So this is what, like 1992, something like that, I think it was? 92, yes, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so that kind of incident didn't happen until, what, was it 90? I want to say 96. I want to say 96, yeah. Right. Was it, is it in Too Funky in the video where he's got headphones and they say phony, P-H-O-N-Y? Mm. Like because he's just come off the Sony record label. See what he did there. Big brain moment. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. The video is awesome. It's full of supermodels of the time um, kind of doing this kind of runway strut wearing. Amazing. Is it Jean-Paul Gaultier? Um, outfits or another really famous outfit. They all look really sassy. Yeah, it was um, Thierry Mugler. That's it. The yes. designer. But yeah. Um, yeah, the video featured quite a few supermodels, very famous names like Linda Evangelista, Tyra Banks. There was a few of them. There was quite a few, yeah. And it was at that stage where he kind of like decided he wasn't going to be in his videos anymore. But he mm. is in the beginning and at the end, isn't he? He's kind of looking at them through a through a telescope or a camera. Yeah, I think his appearances throughout the video were quite scarce. You know, it, it was more mm. to do with, you know, the actual scenery, the models rather than him. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, an amazing track. It's a good, good mm. choice. His voice was so stunning. Mm. Yeah, there is a, a very rare alternate music video dubbed as Thierry Mugler's director's cut, oh. which is an official video, but it's quite different from the original take. But that oh. features male models as well and has a oh. bit more of a storyline to it. Have you got that saved to your desktop by any chance, Reese? It's on my YouTube favourites. <laughs> mm. <laughs> a special is. folder. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to break it to you, Reese, but George Michael was, was, was a homosexual. I don't mind. I don't know if you knew I'm that. An equal opportunist, you know? Okay. Just thought I'd make that clear, but you know, we all knew <laughs> we all know what's happening. Uh, good first choice. Tell us about your second choice. So, my second choice goes to a more modern LGBTQ artist. In fact, it's a group, and they're called Years and Years. Oh. And the song that I've chosen is called King. that song definitely one of my favorites and it happens to be years and years first number one single was it was it one of their first was it their first single or was it no it was no. the first number one single and that was when he was it, it was still a three-piece weren't there there was oh yeah Ollie alexander the front man and then there was the two guys that kind of more they didn't really want to be in the spotlight did they they kind of they were the kelly and michelle really weren't they and they they amicably agreed to kind of leave didn't they they were like we're not really into the kind of promotion Mm. and all that kind of stuff and nothing to do with the fact that alexander was getting gayer and gayer by the day it was it was literally just that they were like no we 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 want to we want to go our own way Neither. Years and years we've got so much good music. Um, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Right. Years and years have so much good music. Um, I first found out about them when I saw a Clean Bandit gig, and the support act was years and years, and I hadn't heard of them. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, they're so good. They are good. Mm. They are very good. Um, mm. I think I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with the years and years. It's a lot of music that I do like, but I think some of the re- releases that they've had aren't really, mm. for example... They've not quite hit the mark for you. Yeah. And I'm probably going to get a load of flack for this, but when Years and Years teamed up with Kylie Minogue, not for Years and Years' track, but the Kylie track she had on the disco album, I wasn't a fan of it. Really? Yeah. But Starstruck, with Kylie Minogue featured, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I really liked that song. Okay, well, you can... 
you can hand your gay card in at the door <laughs> as, we, uh, as we leave. So um, just to make, just to kind of, yeah, he's again, he's you know a modern modern artist that doesn't apologize for who he is, doesn't hide anything. Uh, I think at one point when he when he did his last tour, there was like the kind of gammons were saying, oh, he's he's too gay, it's too too revealing, blah blah blah, and he was like, no. Nobody says this about Beyonce. Nobody says this about Madonna. Nobody says this about any female artist. Just because I'm male and gay, you're like going, oh, he's showing a bum cheek or, you know, whatever. Yeah. He's wearing a harness. So it's like, so what? You don't have to look, you boring person. Don't look at him if you don't want look. Is that you're only acceptable as a gay person to us if you act in the way we expect you to be. And it's just, mm. no, it's not on, is it? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Be who yeah. you want to be, Ollie, and celebrate it. Exactly right. But don't shave your eyebrows off. Let them grow back. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Ollie has said in interviews that the song has a bit of a dark meaning, and it's about being in a relationship with a guy who tr has treated him really badly, but he still really likes him. And I think that's why I like the song so much, because I can relate to it. And I guess a lot of others out there can too. I think it's a really nice melody. Mm. And it's like one of those that you kind of know there's some really decent remixes of it as well, but mm. the actual song itself, like Radio Time and whatever, to hear it now and stuff, is still really quite, it's like, it's like a nice summer jam. With a dark meaning. With a dark meaning. Yeah. That was very modern for us, that one, I've got to say. Was, yeah. <laughs> Looking online, it's had over 540 million streams and that's just on wow. Spotify alone. So it's done pretty well for itself because it's, it's that summer jam with a dark meaning um <laughs> yeah, we, could, we could market that as an ice cream couldn't we a summer jam with a dark coating a dark interior i don't know what i'm talking about that's, that's <laughs> me. a bit like blackcurrant jam the summer kind of jam that's dark <laughs> yeah bit bitter anyway thank you very much for that reese so it's time to go over to our next pop game He's the proud owner of an alleged 22 inches, and we don't mean a clip on Claire's ponytail. It's Tim! <laughs> Welcome, Tim. Hello there. Did you like, did you, did you, did you appreciate that introduction? Yes. Um, the 22 inches, greatly appreciated that. Thank you very okay. much. So, <laughs> um, can you give us an idea about your first? LGBTQIA plus choice. So this track actually goes back to the 1980s. Um, and it's a song that I heard in um, a program on television in the 90s and then didn't relate to it till like much, much later on in life. It's, uh, it's actually 1984, reached number three in the charts. And it's called Small Town Boy by Bronsky Beat. Oh, an OG oh, wow. tune. Right, okay. Well, introduce it for us, Tim, and we will listen. And now we have Bronsky Beat with Small Town Boy. Were you were you a were you a small were you a small were you a small when you first heard this song? As in Thatcher? I was a small town boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, coming from a lonely a lonely town in Suffolk, no manger. Um, if you listen to the lyrics of the song, it's just run away, turn away, run away, turn away, run away, and everything. And like, mm. it, it, it's a song that actually means quite a lot to me now. And now I'm living in gay Manchester. So, you know, I finally made it out of that small town. I'm a big town boy. You indeed nice. are. Yes. Good choice. Uh, good choice. Yeah, good choice. We, we, mm. We've had a bit, we've had quite a few Jimmy Somerville choices this evening and in various incarnations. So yeah, good choice. Have you ever, have you ever seen them live? I haven't actually, no. Um, 
No, I haven't. I believe he's re-releasing his first album again oh, in a deluxe edition I saw yeah, yeah, yesterday. or Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know Smash Hits used to call him Mr. Potato Head? That's what they used to say. No, it's a shame. <laughs> Which was horrible. Yeah, we like. We, we stand Jimmy Somerville. Okay, Tim, tell us your second LGBTQIA plus choice. Okay, so the second one is a bit more. Um, I was going to say a bit more current, but it's not really. It's still it's still stuck in the nineties. Um, first released in nineteen ninety seven. It's been in many reincarnations since then. Has been sampled since then. Reached number eight in the charts and is alternate and free. Oh, a a so. Ultranati, massive, massive ally to the LGBTQIA plus community. Mm. She she's amazing. And uh, we have interviewed her. It was like who's who of who've interviewed this show, isn't it? It's like, oh we had them on. <laughs> oh, we had them on. Um, um yeah, a proper club banger. Introduce it for us, Tim, and let's have a bop. Now we have Ultranate with her smash it song free. It's like a classic gay club staple, I mm. think. It is. Yeah. It's a great, great track. And Ultranate herself has got a fantastic voice on her. Absolutely mm. fantastic. Yeah, she's got a good set of lungs on that. And she was absolutely fabulous to speak to when... <laughs> she, was, she was indeed, Tim. She did have a magnificent pair of lungs. Um... <laughs> um but yeah and we we will be seeing her later on this year because we are going to um 90s pop something or other a few of the pop gays and she is performing at it yes she is isn't she amongst and who else is there louise and um that's all i can think of actually rednecks i think i can't remember now don't know Peter Andre usually. Oh yes, Peter Andre. Yes, they obviously we're there for Ultranate, so you know, yeah, because you're free to do what you want to do. You are indeed, (laughs) yeah. And 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 surprisingly, she never tires of singing it. She, we asked her, didn't we? We said, "Do you ever get fed up of singing that song?" And she's like, "No," because it's (laughs) it's it's what it is. Everybody loves it, and yeah. She gave a good answer. She basically yeah. said, why would I deny anybody the opportunity to hear that song? And I thought, mm. you know what? Good for you, Ultranati. Yes. Totally. We, we like a bit of Ultranati. Thank you for your choices, Tim. No Very problem. enlightening. Well, dear listeners, that is the end of this week's episode. Did you agree with our choices? Are there any that you think we should have included? Let us know. Drop us a line. Send us a... Don't send us anything. Don't send us any photographs. Just... Send me food. (laughs) Through the the mail. Yeah. Send him food. Yeah. So, until next time, remember, if gay is being a choice, it's a fabulous one. Bye. Bye. Bye.